Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Greetings, this is uh, Ross I. Chance with Dub Collective and Dub Collective Band. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> what do you, like, what do you want? For today's series of dabs, we'll begin our smoke session with an all-gas OG, a chocolate-covered strawberries, and a Jolly Rancher. And we will round out the session with a pineapple chunk, an orange push pop, and a hazeberry. Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us today on Dabbing with Washington Artists. Uh, today we are joined by Ross I. Chance of uh, Dub Collective, and uh, thanks for coming and uh, joining us today. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's a blessing being here. Um, are you ready to get uh, higher? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, for our first dab of the day, we have some All Gas OG. Okay. All Gas OG is an indica dominant strain with a distinct smell and taste of diesel and gasoline, and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker couch locked and with the munchies. We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Evergreen Way in Everett. Oh, yeah, this is that right there. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, man. Uh, so the first thing I like to ask everybody when they come through is, uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Uh, in a general sense, man, it just helps me ease myself. So I, I struggle with back pain, severe back pain, and... <laughs> Um, smoking cannabis helps me when I wake up and I'm having back spasms because of nerve damage. So cannabis has helped me stay away from opioids and focused on my life. I got to agree. I I, 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 uh, traded out some uh, after (laughs) surgery meds for Uh, for some RSO ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps way more. Right, right. And uh, I think anyone that has uh, smoked cannabis instead of opiates that has been prescribed opiates has done that. Absolutely. Uh, So it's... it definitely can help people at least get their mind straight mm-hmm. from being in pain. And uh, when you're uh, when you're smoking, do you have a preference towards indicas or sativas, uh, or do you indica. have like yeah, indica? Yeah, yeah, right. Do you have I, a favorite strain right now? Uh, uh, man, my uh, my brethren, he uh, he grows his own, and uh, I actually, if it wasn't for him, man, I he it's potent. It's nice, and we don't have to go through no dispensary. That's <laughs> awesome. It's all straight. OG like you know and he just uh, grows it himself all organic pure yeah. love yeah man it's it's amazing alright uh, so coming up second here we have some chocolate covered strawberries ooh that sounds just yeah, delicious I just like the smell of that one kind of just want to stop by the store now right <laughs> chocolate covered strawberries is a sativa leaning hybrid that has a rich terpene profile of sweet berries and chocolate and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker giggly and chatty. We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 114th Street in Renton. I think I've got it going a little bit. Oh, yeah. 
That is tasty, though. So the next thing we like to ask everyone is, uh, how has living in Washington influenced your sound? Oh, man. Washington is a whole another. It's a... It's not home to me. It's where I reside. You know? Okay. Yeah, man. I, I love Washington. Got love for Washington and, and everything it's done for me. And... I just not like a Washington native. You know what I'm saying? I'm originally from uh, Southern California, right on. Um, Montebello, East LA. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then we moved around a lot. And like I like I was saying earlier, man. Um, my dad was military. Okay. So yeah, yeah. and uh, we moved a lot, and we lived overseas. We lived in Sicily. Um, we. Oh, that like fun. Yeah, it was a wicked time, man. That's when. <laughs> that's actually why I got introduced to reggae music. Nice. Yeah. So okay. that's when I first started my journey into music in a general sense. And I moved to Washington and I'm like, oh, everyone's listening to this guy, Kurt Cobain. You know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So I started doing research. I'm like, oh, this guy's from Washington. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, I think I was um, 12 or 13. And then uh, I we went to the the EMP. The mm -hmm. Jimmy, and I saw the Jimi Hendrix thing. Oh yeah, all his stuff, and I started like learning more about Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, dang, people are making it out in Seattle. You know what I mean? I started learning more because um, before that, I was living in Europe. I didn't, okay. I didn't know American culture, kind of. That's like, totally fair. Yeah, yeah, so like, I knew like more like all of their techno and their like the dub style music that they were sure. listening to, and like Other especially industrial stuff. Yeah, more more. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of like uh, Britney Spears, you know, like it, that was introduced through like the schools on the base. Okay, stuff, you know what I mean. So like, it's a little different. And then, uh, but moving out here, I got to be introduced to a broad spectrum of different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. So it was like Nirvana, Sir Mix a Lot, Jimi Hendrix, Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> you got. I mean. Washington, man, because I wanted to know more Washington. I wanted to see how many people were musicians mm -hmm. coming from Washington because I had already moved from a place that I knew I wanted to do music, right, mm -hmm. to a place where I didn't know. Right. And right. I'm like, how do I pursue music in a place I don't know? You know? So, like, I was trying to navigate myself through music in its whole that way. Yeah. Would you say that you've had a... Um a decent time uh, making uh, friends in the industry in the uh, uh, or just as, as artists as an artist yeah as growing up man I was in punk bands I was in metal bands oh, yeah. I was in I just did as much music as I could to learn different oh, yeah. strum patterns and different types of techniques and like there's a lot of people that that have helped me along the way man like uh, um, Casey Peterson is one of them man he's a wicked guitarist Nice. Yeah, man. And it just like he's in a few bands right now that are like killing it. Like their 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 sound is especially for what they do and like hardcore music. It's they're I'll, I'll give you the links for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh they they just helped me out a lot just by learning how to do more like pop punk in that time and that mm -hmm. we were doing and we were trying to like, you know, a little little 16 year old kids doing like pop punk and ska and shit, you know, like get the plaid stuff and you get the, the checker stuff and let's do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on here, uh, 
We are on some Jolly Rancher now. Jolly Ranchers is a sativa-dominant hybrid with a tart and fruity terpene profile and is known for its cerebral high and tendency to leave the smoker chatty and euphoric. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Capitol Hill. Yeah, it's good when it's going in, and it's like spicy going out. It's it's a little peppery. It's good. Who have been uh, some of your biggest influences, and uh, who are you listening to now? Uh, biggest influence in music, or biggest influence? Hey, it doesn't, in uh, doesn't just have to be music. Yeah, anything that drives you. My family. Okay. Yeah. Um, my brother gave me his guitar, right? My mom taught me everything she knew about like Motown, R&B, jazz, you know what I'm saying? Nice. My dad taught me everything I knew about like rock music, like Alice in Chains, heavy metal, goes Metallica, Def Leppard, all of it. You know what I mean? Like nice. my brother helped me along that career going further. You know what I'm saying? Um, my sister taught me a lot about pop. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. My daughter's driving me to make and create and do more. My girlfriend is assisting me to get what I need done. You know? That's great. I can't do music if it wasn't for my family. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is great to have that support system. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And, um, now, and how about artistically? Um, Von Benjamin. He recently passed, uh, oh, I guess two years ago in last, uh, 2019, I think in November. And, uh, he, his, his wisdom towards Rastafari in, uh, general has guided me in a whole nother sense in life, um, on a more conscious path. Okay. Um, in, in both spiritual and musically. Uh, it's, it's, his discography is, it's, it blows my mind, you know, it's, awesome. <laughs> and just listening to the music, it just blows my mind. Um, and then Haile Selassie at first, Rastafari, the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord of Lord, King of Kings, seen, he is the, the root of David, all right, the, sat upon the throne of Ethiopia as king, as emperor, right? As a Rasta man, I look to him towards guidance and philosophy and how we live. That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, man. Okay, so uh, moving on, <laughs> you said pineapple and here we go. We got some pineapple chunk. Nice. Pineapple glue is a well-balanced hybrid known for its strong and distinct pineapple taste and smell and its cerebral high that leaves the smoker calm and chatty. We scored a gram of this doughy crumble at a dispensary on 64th Avenue in Bothell. Yeah, it's like a rock in there. So it's like a, not one of <laughs> All right, so uh, you recently dropped a new, uh, a new track, uh, Mojave. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, that that one's on uh, Bandcamp right now. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Um, well, at the time, man, I was actually 
at, when I was writing it, it was uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and okay. I was like looking at articles about uh, just different Indigenous cultures and how people know the name and don't look into what it means or where it came from. Sure. They're like, oh yeah, the Mojave Desert. People know it, you know? Like, I'm from Southern California, people say it, and they're like, oh yeah, cool. But I don't think they've actually looked through the history, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the whole reason why I wanted to name it that was to to pique people's interest, to want to go seek the knowledge. Sure. Yeah, man. So there's so many different cultures out there that were just, you know, um, destroyed and, and covered over and whitewashed and just completely... Um, not given any respect and I feel like now we're getting to a time where more people are interested and want to learn mm-hmm. um, and I think it's it's uh, very powerful for people to gain that knowledge and want to seek that knowledge absolutely so that that's honestly the only reason like I try and create as much as possible and if I can give people a way to start learning from it in any sense yeah, I, I would just support that, especially like here in Washington, guys. Like everything we have here is named after uh, uh, yeah, named like, after a tribe somewhere. Yeah, uh, Mount Rainier was originally Mount Tahoma, so like check into that shit. You yeah, know? like learn learn about Washington. It's really yeah. fucking. It's cool history too. Seattle. Just yeah, look at look Seattle. It's general, really neat history. Yeah. So like I would say to all the listeners out there, definitely check it out. Check out what yeah. Washington used to be about. What we're yeah. still about. Yeah, it's so much so much culture out here that people and there's. Um, I think there was a, a, in Tulalip, there was a museum that was, it was, uh, uh, got voted for one of the best museums right now. And it's the High Bowl, um, cultural museum, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Just check it out when you can, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's, it's cool. Uh, okay. So, uh, moving on here, we are, uh, on our number five, we have some orange push pop. Orange cake is an indica-dominant hybrid known for its tart and citrusy taste and tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked in in a haze. We scored a gram of this sugar wax at a shop on Bothell Everett Highway in Bothell. So far, that's my favorite. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, what does your process of creating uh, a dub trap or track look like? Uh, so, honestly, okay, that's a great. I love that question. Um, I grab my acoustic guitar, find two chords, three chords that I like, and good progression. And it sounds like, oh yeah, I could dance to that. Maybe <coughs> with reggae, it's more about feel. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's all about how how the fuel you can pull out, you know. Um, then I uh, make those, I retract those chords, I do it with guitar, and then I will do the piano first. Um, and then, because I'm a horrible pianist, I will, <laughs> <laughs> I, I use a MIDI piano, you know what I mean? Sure. And then I'm like, okay, look up how to do a A minor. Okay, cool. And then... <laughs> Lay that down, do what I need to do, and um, then I will get the bass line, and I will just uh, listen to it, and I'll just 
kind of play it around until I do four different bass lines. Okay. Um, then I try and choose which one I like the best and retrack it completely to give it a more live feel if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, then I tell my roommate and business partner, um, German Waz, uh, I'll supply those links as well. Yeah, okay. he, uh, he's, he'll drum and we'll like, we'll track drums for people because we will do live recordings for people in, okay, in the cool. area. And, um, we'll, he'll go through and listen to it and see if, uh, what it needs for drums and percussion. Then we'll track all of it. Um, we try and do all of it live. Then I will get my melodica and I will play that and until my girlfriend yells at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she doesn't actually. It's just yeah, love you, babe. Um, <laughs> she uh, she's actually a trooper about it. She's like, I can't even hear it. I'm like I know you can hear it. And. Uh, I go through recording it all, then I set up my effects and my routing, and I I do all the mix, the pre-mix, and then I, I will cook it, meaning I'll get the stems done and have it already pre-mixed, and I will send it back to myself, you know what I mean? Wow. I'll put it into a new, um, uh, like, song, essentially, with the same tempo and everything, and I'll just have it rerouted for the the template that I make for dub and it's so that I can use my MIDI controls um, or I'm actually going analog. So by the time this airs, I'll be hopefully dropping an analog video of me using uh, Alan and Heath 428 mixer. Okay. So yeah, it, it'll be a whole different vibe and it's going to be fun. That's cool. And, but I, I do it, I can do it MIDI or analog and I'm working on the routing for analog right now, but the MIDI I already got down. I can twist knobs to, to help with my, uh, delays or my de- delay reverb or my phasers or whatever I need to get to the sound that I need to do. Awesome. Um, it's usually delays and reverbs cause I'm an addict for delays and reverbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. I, I'm actually glad to, I'm glad yeah, to that you actually I, do that all from scratch. Like yeah, yeah, your I play, own guitar I, lines I, Yeah, and I'll play all of it. and then That's so cool. Yeah, and then I will ask, um, like, if, if like, oh, this sounds like crap. Um, hey, Chase, you know, which we played uh, in, we played in Dub Collective Band together, and we played in Rebel Lion together, and Ivory Lights together. Um we've we've been playing off and on for years for the last i think four years now nice and so it's like hey man i need your help with this song and let's do it I actually released one of his songs under i-beam yeah okay yeah man. all right uh moving along here uh we have uh our last one is uh some hazeberry Hazeberry is a sativa dominant strain with a sweet berry and candy terpene profile that lingers for minutes after each dab and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker hyper focused and energized. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 56th Avenue in Marysville. Yeah. 
Okay. Those those two are good. <laughs> I really like those two. The Hazeberry and that what the orange push pop. Yeah. I like the citrus on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so the the dub reggae sound uh, can vary pretty wildly uh, across the country, and I'm going to say also now uh, across the world. Yeah, it's international, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your opinion, what defines or is unique about the Pacific Northwest dub sound? Uh, It's just starting, man. It's just starting. We're, I mean, Neftali of Dub Lounge International, they're dope, amazing live dub band. They're going to be putting out some new music here pretty soon, too. He's... uh, long long he's been in the music scene around here for the last 20 years he's the longest lasting reggae band in out here that started out here um and, and big up to him you know uh but it, it he's been around but he's been the only one holding it down you know what i mean and like <laughs> and there's there's other bands that play reggae but wow. don't specifically focus on dub Right, right. Right. So, and there's there's other bands that play amazing reggae. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man. So, like, Unite One, um, Perfect by Tomorrow's more alternative reggae, and they're awesome. Um, there's uh, Clinton Furon, started in Jamaica, you know, back in the day when it started. He's out here in Washington, you know what I mean? Um, there's uh, Mike Love, moved from Hawaii, and now he lives out here in Washington. There's, you know what I mean? Like it's growing now to a point where more people are starting to recognize music, the reggae music from a distance. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, what's going on? You know, so <laughs> now, now, it's, now it's a point where I want to find a place where we can gather to sure. do this continuously, whether it be a park or because uh, uh, it's it's a family thing, man. It's it's a cultural thing. It's not just a, a music style. You know what I mean? Right. So it to bring the neighborhood, the neighbors back to the neighborhood styles, what it is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like in my neighborhood, I want to be setting up my speakers with my DJ equipment and I just want to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, the neighbors all have to kind of be like, yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> or it's okay. And where I live, it's not so welcoming. So <laughs> finding a spot to that is where it's at and finding people that actually want to show up and be doing it consistently. That's what will create the culture. That's what will create the, the dub sound in the Pacific Northwest because it's not there. We're all mimicking what, the original originators started with you know what i mean like a scientist and and just lee scratch perry in general rest in peace you know what i mean like there's so many people that were pioneers in this that don't get the recognition that they deserve especially the reggae artists and and that were being recorded the bands that were playing you know what i mean the soul syndicate band was wicked you know what I mean? And people, you'd say that to a lot of people and they're like, what? Oh, Soul Seneca, I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? Or, it, uh, but they, they're known for more reggae songs than what people know. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Sly and Robbie, you know, um, it, it's the, the originators need to, to get the respect that they deserve. But, at first, we need to create the culture so that people can start knowing who they are. 
You sure. know what I mean? And that's where I'm trying to get people to do and trying to gather. And that's what the whole point of Dub Collective is, because it's it's for everyone. It's for everyone to get a part of and be a part of. It's a it's a it's a it's very familial. It's it's community. It's trying to be one. You know what I mean? Like it's trying to grow as a musician to work with others so they can grow as well. You know what I mean? I, I want to create a whole lifestyle for people to be able to fall back to, to know that if anything fails, that we can still go hit up Dove Collective. You know, they might be doing something or, you know what I mean? Like that's, there's so much that is possible from it that it's more than just a band. It's a journey. You know, sure. it's a goal. It is where um, my utopic beliefs would be in just in a massive dub sound, just everyone dancing, just listening to the sound system, knowing who goes on. It's like, oh, it's a feeling. And when you've been into that culture and you've you've seen it as a kid, you and you don't get that anywhere else that you've lived, you seek that. You know what I mean? Right. And if you can't seek it, if you can't find it, you make it. You create it. Sure. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for uh, for joining us today. Yeah, man. No I hope problem. you had fun. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. Thank you for having me. I love love talking. It's, awesome, it's especially, <laughs> especially about music, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, you all stay high. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember to hit like or follow and uh, share with your friends. Bye. <laughs>